Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Three biggest Philadelphia Eagles fans known to man. I got two of my dogs with me, my heavy hitters. I got A Money, Alex Turner. I got my dog, Big Boy, Stephen Boyd, and myself, Les Jennings. We're here to just talk all Philadelphia Eagles news. And we sprinkle in a little bit of around the NFL and what's going on, too, just to keep everyone updated on the competition as well. Uh, before we break down into it, let me holler at my fellas and see how they're feeling today. Alex, Steven, how you guys doing, man? Good, man. What up, big homie? Hey, man. Maintaining, brother. Maintaining, man. I had a chance to get down to the beach this past weekend with the wife and hang out. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling rejuvenated and ready to tackle the week, man. Nice, nice. That's good, man. That's good to hear. You, you were staying six feet, though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. But what's, cra- <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's crazy is, man, um, while I was out on the beach, we actually uh, saw people getting ready to get into fights because of the social distancing, man. Oh, um, man. man. It was hilarious. I was trying to break my camera out. You know what I'm saying? I thought I had a world star. I had a world star moment. But, um, you know, Blue looked at me like, boy, put your phone back. We ain't not doing that. So it's kind of chill, man. You guys have any, you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, I surprised I surprisingly did the same thing, man, as I told you. Went to the beach too, but my experience was a little different, it seems like. But when I was there, everybody was doing it the right six feet and then um, you know, I just I was just seeing a whole lot of just just uh some cheeks all over the place. I was like, just good lord. <laughs> hey, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it was full of I was like, yo, I was like, dude, Corona got people half naked out here, bro. So, uh, but other than that, man, I, I took my daughter and my wife and, and my mother-in-law came. And we had a good time too, man. So the weekend was uh, like you, like you, relaxing and rejuvenated. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What up, Stephen? Yeah, man, I didn't do much. I just chilled out. I worked Saturday, just chilled out, relaxed today, watched the Sixers game, and then just pretty much. How about those Sixers, Steve? Oh, yeah. They look yeah. good when the, when the starters are in there. They look good. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Shout out to the 76ers, man. Uh, looking good with the change with Ben Simmons to the four. Um, oh, yeah. That's it. A little bit, man. So, yeah, shout out to the Sixers, man. But, you know, as always, go heat on this channel. Uh, we just gonna see what it is, you know. I'm not gonna argue with my brothers tonight, you know what I'm saying? Because tonight we are one, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. This that's what we represent together, and uh, we're gonna discuss a few topics today. Uh, we're gonna take a look around the NFL, um, and just kind of touch on the Washington football team situation. We're gonna let you know our thoughts on that. Um, the NFL came out with new rules about roster cuts. Um, we're going to talk about that. Any surprise cuts so far? Or do we think there will be any surprise cuts? We're going to talk about that as well. All right. Uh, the NFL and the NFLPA have decided to cancel the preseason. So, uh, again, do we think this is a prelude to the season? Or are we good? Or are we just taking precautions? We're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk about ESPN's future ranks. They have the Eagles as the sixth best team in the NFL. Um, and this is a ranking from now up until uh, 2023. They pretty much 
we're giving you a synopsis of who is in the best shape going forward. The Eagles are the six. We're going to talk about that. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Um, and last but not least, we're going to talk about every draft pick that we have has been signed. Well, we knew that was going to happen. We know how he does not play around. We don't have holdouts over here. All right. We're going to talk about which draft pick we look forward to seeing and why. All right. And uh, we're going to end, we're going to bring in Turner's top take at the end of those topics. He's going to give you his thoughts on some things around the league. And then we're going to go from there, guys. So once again, this is episode number seven. All our listeners, subscribers, we want to thank you. Without you guys, we aren't nowhere. All right. So let's dive right in, man. We're going to take a look to what's going on in the league, man. The Washington football stinks. I mean, team. That's what I meant to say. The Washington football team. They were too lazy to come up with a name. Okay. There are some other things that we're going to touch on too, but they don't even have a name. So let's, let's talk about that, man. Alex, man, what's happening down in Landover, man? A whole lot of, I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me, man. A team that has no name, baby. Uh, you know, I, I can't say I didn't see it coming, but, you know, you have Dan Snyder running that organization, and, and I'm not surprised at all that they have no – that they're the Washington just football team. You know, and um, just the other day I was talking with a, a friend of mine, and we brought it up, and I got to thinking, I was like, um, with all their their uh, color scheme and their logo, they could have went and I thought about it, he t- he said this name and I was like oh, that's a really good idea. And they could have kept the word red and did like for example red spears, right? So mm-hmm. kept the red and so all the stuff with the R still works. All the you mean to tell me you couldn't come up with no name that be that has something with the word red in it? You mm-hmm. know something simple that to, to cut down half of your merchandise that you that you lose. You know, and it just seems like it almost was like Dan Snyder was just like a big F you to the to the, the league. And, you know, it's like, y'all maybe get rid of the name. Well, here, I ain't even going to pick no name. Deal with this <laughs> all year, you know? And you know who really loses in all this? The fans, man. Because I'll be honest, if I was a Washington football team fan, I'd be really upset right now. I got to go into the season with uh, numbers on the side of my helmet. And we, we look like a Madden created franchise team. You know, they just threw together real quick. So, overall, I'm not impressed, man. Not impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they look like a, a, a Alabama. You know, Alabama has just the numbers on their helmets. Yeah, yeah. It just looks real basic. It doesn't look at all like it belongs in the NFL. Even some of NFL's more basic, classic teams like Green Bay and, and uh, Chicago that don't really do too many uh, out of, you know, out of pocket stuff with the jerseys and get too creative. Even if they look worse than that. So terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, go ahead and jump in because yeah. Steven, y- y'all y'all know how I feel when yeah. it comes to the yeah, skins. We already know. We already you know. you guys already know how I feel. So I'm gonna let Steven go ahead and chime in and then I'm gonna go ahead and pull an AR fifteen out. <laughs> uh- and like I said, when we talked about it earlier, it was like I was joking, but it was really true when I said and they were like, if we can't be offensive one, we just ain't going to have a name at all. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was like, um, like you said, there's so many other ways they could have went with this. Like you said, that was really good points about being able to keep that R logo, with red wolves, red tails, red, whatever, red, whatever. They could have did that. But by doing this, you got to look at Daniel Snyder as the owner. Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones are probably the two most egotistical owners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They would do something to keep themselves in the headlines to, to keep for like kind of like brand recognition to keep everybody talking about them. By cho- doing this, choosing no name, it's getting everybody talking about them. Mm-hmm. It's all over. Not just in sports, but it's just in the news. It's everywhere. Can you believe this? A team with no name. They didn't even choose a name. It's all over the place. Everybody's talking about them. <laughs> Everybody's talking about them. Yeah. And they want their and, they and want it, their names in people's mouths. And they say for and he said for right now, but watch that not be for right now. Watch it stay like you know what I mean? Like I just can see them Dan Snyder being like, Oh, it's just for right now, but next season they have the same name. Watch. And nothing would surprise <laughs> me. Nothing would surprise me. 
When it comes to him, nothing surprises me. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. Before I before I go, does anybody have anything else they'd like to say before I go? I think I'm good on this one. It's pretty oh. much cut and dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let, let me go ahead and pull out. I'm about to go Rambo on them real quick. Nah, I ain't going to do that, man. Look, I, because I'm from the area, um, the DMV, you know, I'm privy to a lot of information that not the rest of the NFL, like cities and fan bases are privy to. So let me get tell you guys what really happened here. Um, there was a gentleman in the Virginia area, northern Virginia area, who few weeks ago when the rest when the Washington football team sorry about that were getting ready to make the change he actually went and trademarked all the names so the red wolves the red tails the warriors he went and trademarked all of those names so that when Daniel Snyder and then went to apply for the new name they would have to go through him and pretty much pay him to get usage of that name. Now, ain't, is, is, that, is that crazy? Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, a, that's another L for the Washington football team. That's, a, that's, a, no, that's another one. You got beat by someone in your backyard who took all the names, trademarked them so that you have to come to him and ask him to use that. And you know he's going to charge you some crazy amount of money, $50 million, $60 million. Because you, you, you're going to be a franchise with that name, you know, in the billions. Why wouldn't he charge you that type of money? Right. You, know, you, 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 you caught an L before the season even started. You're the only team in the NFL that's 0-1-1 already. You're the only team. Mm-hmm. You ain't even played a game, played a snap. You're already 0-1-1. Okay? And then, and then in about six weeks from now, you're going to be 0-2 because the Eagles come to town. <laughs> so, hey, good luck to you, man. All right, so that's how I feel about that. Uh, And, and yes, everyone knows I do not have any love for the Washington football team, okay? Everyone knows that. This isn't a surprise if you've been following this podcast, but that's cool, man. We're going to jump on to topic number two, all right? The NFL has said that normally – okay, let me start by saying this. Normally – uh, going into training camp, you have you can have up to 90 players on your roster before you have to start making the cuts, okay? Um, that has changed. So you can no longer go and have 90. I think they took the number down to 80 or 81 right now. Um, I definitely need to fact check that. Um, but the Eagles have already started cutting players, man. Um, and so – I got to ask you guys, man, are are there any surprises or do you expect people to get cut before they even play it down and get any type of camp in or anything like that? Steven, what are your thoughts, buddy? Man, none of those cuts really surprised me because these were not guys that you expected to see on the roster anyway. The, the only names that really jumped out on me, that really have any experience were Shelton Gibson and Deshaun Hall. Mm-hmm. But like, I really didn't expect to see them anyway with the, with the upgrades we made at wide receiver Shelton Gibson more than likely was not going to be on the team this year. Mm-hmm. So like I said, nothing really surprised me. It's just pretty much business as usual. And, and especially like you said, with the roster size being cut down, somebody had to go. So those were the, how, how many, many was six, eight, those were the guys who had to go right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Alex, what's your take on it? Well, um, as you were saying, Les, um, so usually they can bring all 90, um, kind of clarifying what you were saying, in a regular season to make the 53. And then um, they used to make it so you had to cut, you had to go from 90 to like 70 something, or mm-hmm. like, you had to do that for that first initial cut, but then they got rid of that. So you just kept everybody through training camp until they're 53. Um, but because of the COVID, they're coming in with 80 players instead of 90. Uh, so, um, but you can carry 90. This for the listeners. You can still carry 90 by August till August 16th, but you have to use something that they have called a split squad setup that they came up with. So mm-hmm. 
it's just that makes things a lot more complicated. I think you have to house them in two separate places and practice in two separate places. Um, so the Eagles just they're not going that route. So uh, as far as the names, I'm kind of with uh, with uh, Steve here. Gibson, that was coming. That man has not been good since he uh, got got from uh, what is it from West Virginia. He just he need to go back to the mountains, man, because that man can't, can't catch a football. Man. Oh man! He had that man. one good preseason where everybody was like, "Oh, he he that long ball, he he could catch it," but, you know. And then he just stunk it up after that. So that's um, a shame. He, Damn he, shame. He yeah, and Paul Turner was better than he was, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and Paul Turner didn't make the team, and everybody loved Paul Turner. So yeah. Um, yep. Now he he's not a surprise. Deshaun Hall wasn't actually that bad. I know he got hurt. I think he. Uh, towards ACL, so you know that sucks that it happened to him because he, he and if it wasn't COVID and he didn't get hurt, he could have maybe snuck on the team practice squad or something because he had potential, you know. Um, yep. so it, it sucks to see that go. And then I'm going to say Trevor Williams, man, that's kind of one of the guys that they got rid of that was a little bit of a, a, a red flag because he had some starting experience, exactly. Yeah, so. That was one of the guys that I would have liked to see stay, especially at that position. You know, we're not – that's not our best position on the team. So, um, I think in a normal season, he probably would have stayed. But, again, COVID, COVID has no bias on where he at. So, he, because of the situation, unfortunately, he had to go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. That's, that's uh, for me, is probably – the most surprising so far, I would say. Um, Shelton Gibson, man, they, they've cut dude like four or five times and brought him back. Mm-hmm. So that's just par for the course. Um, Deshaun Hall, he had a very strong preseason last season, man. Um, I believe in the Baltimore game, he may have had like two and a half sacks or something like that. Um, so he, you know, I, I kind of expected him to make the team, but with, like Alex said, once he tore his ACL, um, and we haven't had a chance to get with the get him into the facilities and see where he's at. I kind of expected that, um, but I, I got to go with Trevor Williams, man. Um, to me, I thought earlier when we signed him because you got to remember. He's not a he's not a big name that people are going to know about because of where he played. When he did his best work, he was out in L.A. or formerly known as San Diego Chargers. Okay, and during that season, he was a top ten. He was rated as a top ten cornerback in the NFL. And see, not too many people know about that because of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's had some injuries since then. He went to Arizona and then he came to us. So. I was kind of like, okay, I like this pickup because, like Alex said, he has starting experience. And when he did play, he was a baller. He gave us problems. Like, he locked Torrey Smith up in that 2017 game. So, I was kind of shocked by that. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping, you know, maybe later on, um, because I actually had him on my 53-man roster. Yeah, uh, I think it was, yeah, yeah. I think episode two, we did, we did the defensive side of the team. Um, we did our depth chart and I had him on the roster. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and hopefully, man, he can, we can, we can bring him back. Um, and, and th- this what's good about talking about this is it can actually lead into our third topic. Okay. The NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to cancel the preseason. All right. Um, so my question to you guys is, you know, it's two questions, really. What does this mean for the upcoming season? OK. And what player on our team does this hurt the most? OK. I'm going to let Alex kick this one off. Yeah, brother. Appreciate that. Um, so pretty much, man, I, I, I'm for it uh, because, as we know, the preseason Really, it has no value in a sense of it, it doesn't add anything into the win and loss column. We know that it's just purely extra money for company or for uh, teams in the NFL. Um, so I'm all for them getting rid of all of them because it makes it makes sense if you're going to uh, put players at risk to 
of contracting COVID, being at a game with players, with coaches, with other people in the in the um, stadium, the employees, that's going to somehow prevent. Uh, it, it's four to how many they cut it down to chances less that players yeah. can contract something. So uh, I'm with that now. Where where it where it hurts the team, um, it's those deep roster players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at especially the running back group personally, because you know we have Killings and um, and, and less less Kasim here. Who's the other uh, gentleman we picked up? Michael Warren, University Michael of Cincinnati. Warren. I know that's your mm-hmm. boy, my bad. That's my dog. That's my guy so, right there. So because of the situation that's happening, we don't get to see them play. They're either both going to get cut or one's going to get sent to the practice squad and one's going to get cut. We're not going to see their full potential because I know the team's high on Holyfield. Um, so, so you know, they really want to see him him uh, play. Um, so I think because we're not going to be able to see, like, those deep, those rookie running backs, that that's going to hurt their uh, chances of really cracking in that rotation. And that's what I was honestly looking forward to see because, you know, they would have played, like, uh, pretty much every preseason game. We got to see both of the worst running backs, Holyfield, and we would have got to see Corey Clement. You know, we would have saw Miles Sanders and probably Boston Scott that much. So, Aaron's yeah. them, and I, I think um, if I have to say a player, I'm um, definitely going to say I, I'm going to go Killings and um, Warren. That's going to be – I'm going to go two for my players. Uh, I think this hurts them because, it, 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 I mean, they might pick up at another team or – because they were lower draft picks, so it's not going to mean anything for us to come. Um, and then I think what it means for the season, I think it's good because the player agree, the players agree to it. Um, and I think they're, they feel better. They put the safety protocols in check. And, and this shows the NFL is like, yeah, if it's not a meaning, meaningful game, then don't play it. You know, so we can just get right into training camp, get used to the protocols, and get right into the season, just like the rest of the teams are doing out here. Get right to the season and um, – you know, it's just going to be sloppy football the first two weeks, realistically. Yep. You know what I mean? And we'll get right. We'll get the ball rolling after that. Gotcha. I'm with you. With you. Uh, Steven, talk to me. Okay. Um, The first point that jumps to my mind is the players that it affects, but I'm going to get to that later. I'm going to go into the order that you, um, that you dropped the mm-hmm. questions. What does it mean for the season? Mm, like, like you said, um, Sloppy play in the beginning is likely, so our continuity could be an advantage for us. Pretty much the same coaching staff, pretty much most of the same impact players coming back. There's not a lot of integration going on as far as learning a new system or getting key key players fitting into a new system. There's not too much of that, so we should be at more of an advantage than other teams that who are going through coaching changes or quarterback changes and things like that, we don't have to worry about that. So so with no preseason going into the season, we might stand a better chance of early success more so than, like I said, teams that are going through some um, bigger changes in key positions. Now, what player does it hurt the most? I looked at, like Alex talked about, the running back position. That is where I, one of the spots that I looked, but I also looked at the wide receivers and the secondary because those are two other positions that we have a lot of pretty much similar depth at the cut line, the borderline, will he make the team, won't he make mm-hmm. the team. In those positions, we have a lot of similar similar talent where like a good preseason could make or break you. So, so to piggyback off what Alex was saying, Corey Clement is what came to my mind. I looked at him as being a little more safer than he would have been with the preseason because he won't have the opportunity for a Holyfield or a Warren. Yeah, I think they would have showed him out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. As far as with the wide receivers, it's really hard to tell how how it would affect them. I would say somebody like Marquise Goofin, even though I think he was safe anyway, I think it makes him a little more safe because he has experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great points. Great. And as far as the secondary, hmm, let's see. I don't know. Like I said, that that secondary is so up in the air. It's really – we. I think we actually would need the preseason to see who adjusted. So that might really – it's just going to have to go with um 
coaches, coaches staff is just going to have to build their good there and hopefully make some wise decisions. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to say, I agree with both of you guys, man. Um, for me personally, man, I understand why it was canceled, and I'm definitely on board with that. Um, why I would have liked to see at least one preseason game. Um, it, it, it's two parts, man. Um, and Steven touched on one of those parts for me. It's, this, this, it's going to be some sloppy play in week one. Okay. It's just going to be some sloppy play in week one. All right. So you, you hate to see it, but we understand the reasons for that. And we are, we, we totally get it. Um, the main reason I wanted to see at least one preseason game um, is because I think the NFL needs to have a test run of how this season is going to operate. Okay. Um, you need to see everyone on the field, how everyone reacts. You just kind of like what the NBA is doing now. Um, they were just, you know, running scrimmages. You know what I mean? Um, before they jump really back into it full throttle. I think the NFL needed to do that just to see how they could manage things, you know, play one preseason game, get the tape, and figure out what's the best way to start week one. You know what I mean? Um so that that's my thoughts on it. Um, as far as what it means for the season, I mean, yeah, the sloppy player, it's going, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to hurt my feelings, man. It's going to hurt my feelings, man. But every team is is experiencing that, so we're all, you know, we're all on the same ground there. Um, players that's going to hurt the most on the team, man. I, it's it's a few that comes to mind. Um, I I really want to see. Jalen Rager with Carson Wentz, man. Okay. He's the first round pick. We are counting on him to play a role in this offense. He's going to play. He's going to play. Exactly. And I think we need, he needs to go ahead and jump in because I don't want week one coming and he's just like, okay, what do I need to do? You need to know as soon as week one gets here, we need to have you rolling, bros. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. Yeah, so that that's that's my thing, man. Um, cornerbacks, of course. Um, I'm really intrigued about the linebackers. Um, I'm a little, probably a little bit more higher on the linebacker spot than most are. Um, but that's it for me, man. Um, that's just how I feel about that 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 particular situation. Um, but coming up, we're going to talk about ESPN future ranks. Um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, but we're going to take a quick break for our sponsorship. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning back in. All right. We're going to move on to topic number four. Um, and this is a topic that my man Alex brought up, man. And um, we, we definitely going to touch on this. I think this is going to be an interesting one. And I think it's actually a, just a great topic to talk about, man. Um, ESPN put out a ranking, futures ranking, um, that had the Philadelphia Eagles as the sixth best team in the NFL. But the range is from 2020 to 2023. So what they did was they used metrics of your head coaching position, uh, the GM, the quarterback, and stuff like that to kind of, comprise of uh, the rankings. Um, and we finished sixth. And I'm not mad at that. What I am a little upset about is we were third in our conference behind Dallas Cowboys. And, and again, I'm not understanding this. So if you have us from 20 to, to 2020 to 2023, Behind Dallas, Dallas doesn't have a quarterback for 2021, 2022, and 2023. How can you have them above this? Their quarterback position is not even straight. So we got to talk about this, fellas, man. I, I'm feeling disrespected again, and we talked about this in, two, in, in episode number six, man. Um, I, I'm not understanding it. Steven, what, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah. 
Like you talk about Dallas, which I'm totally with you there. Another one that gets me is how the New Orleans Saints are ranked ahead of us when Drew Brees is 72. Tracks. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. I guess they they must have got a lot of faith in Taysom Hill or whatever. But yeah, and I see you know, San Francisco's ahead of us too. I can kind of see that with the way they got got things going on, and I guess they got faith in Jimmy G. I can understand them having them ahead of us in the future rankings. But Dallas and New Orleans, come on, that gets me. You know. I don't want to. I hope I'm not stepping on your toes, Alex, when I do this. But I'm about to just read off some of these um, stats they have in this article here. No, go ahead, brother. Okay, says. All right, so for the overall roster minus the quarterbacks, so that's everybody on the team outside of Carson Wentz. They have ranked 15th or middle of the pack in the NFL. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have they have the quarterback ranked six, which is a little higher than I've seen some people rank Carson. So I'm not too mad at that. They have coaching at six, and that's a little low for Peterson. I think. I guess they might say our assistants aren't they really, really, really too good. And drafting, they have us at fifteen, and I can't even really argue with that because we haven't been drafting really greatly. And they have our front office ranked as fifth in the NFL. I think that's a little low, too. But overall, to be ranked six in the NFL, it's not too bad. Not too bad. I'm not too mad at that. I'm just a little perplexed on how New Orleans and Dallas are here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Alex, man, I... <laughs> this this was your topic, Alex. This was yours. Okay? It's, 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 it's asinine, man. Because I'm going to tell you right now, um, I mean, I think it, it it's just I, I don't understand where they get. Um, again, if, it's like if Carson would have been an MVP, he won the MVP that year. We're probably top three at that point, maybe four. So it's just like a lot of would have, uh, would have, could have things that happen. But um, the coaching is, is a bad measure because, um, let's be honest, Doug Peterson should have won coach of the year that year. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know the year mm-hmm. Super Bowl. He shouldn't been coach of the year because he took yeah. he took uh, a lot of adversity all the way and rode it to a Super Bowl, and it was only his second season. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, you know, there's that that a lot of snubs. Uh, you know, Wentz getting hurt and not getting his MVP. If th- those things would have happened, we again would have been higher ranked. Um, so it, it's just. You know, a lot of times when we talk about future of the NFL teams, and I've talked to y'all about this, and and, and I, I, I agree highly with Colin on, on the herd when he talks about these things. He, he he says some of the best teams, and I agree. It goes from owner, GM, coach, starting quarterback. Those yep. are the pieces that make a franchise be successful. Keyword: successful. So we talk about this future rankings that ESPN put out. We're talking about the future. We're talking about how successful they're going to be in the future. That's pretty much the gist of the article, the gist of the rankings, okay? You can go ahead and say the number one team, who is the Ravens, you know, you have their owner. They have a great owner, great head coach, uh, Harbaugh. They have um, great starting uh, QB, um, uh, and Lamar Jackson, and I can't remember the GM uh, off the top of my head. Uh, they, 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 they still rely. They, they got a new GM. Um, I can't remember the name off off the top of my head, but yeah. they still rely on Ozzie Newsom a lot. Right. Okay. So, so that's a good foundation, and it makes sense. It, it, it clicks. Okay. You can go down the second and third team. I guarantee you, they're going to have those same things. So when you get to the Saints, they have a good owner. They have a a, a good head coach question mark at QB because of age. Why would you put that over great QB that's basically in his prime still? Great head coach in Doug Peterson. Howie Roseman, one of the best GMs in the league, and one of the best owners in Jeffrey Lurie. That doesn't matter in situations. It just, I, I, again, it goes down to whoever's at ESPN doesn't probably think those things through, and, and I, I tend to wonder how they got their job, but, you know, that's none of my business. But 
you know, it, it's just one of those things where that's what makes a good franchise, you know, yeah. and that's what that's that's the key to being a good future team. And we have those things, you know, San Francisco has those things, you know, Dallas doesn't have all those pieces yet, you know, so it, it, it's 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 a terrible and that's why I like talking about these rankings, because I think they should get more viewpoints from like outside and inside. They, they, they tend to just go inside. So uh, it's terrible. And, and it's just like Steve said last time, more fuel to, sh- to the fire to show them that, you know, we deserve to be in that top four, top three. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm with you guys. I, I echo both of you guys, man. I just, I don't, I'm, I don't understand it. Like I said, if you take into account the 2020 season, and try to, you know, project all the way to 2023, New Orleans, but specifically Dallas. Because, okay, you know, New Orleans, I can give you, maybe Sean Payton can make up for that. You trust him, okay? But Dallas, man, you don't have a quarterback after this season. You don't. Technically, you you just do not. Now, of course, you could franchise Dak again for the second time in a row. You could, or you could let him walk. But there, therein lies the problem. You don't know. So, you know, I, I, I'm not understanding that. Unless you're just saying Mike McCarthy is just that much better than Doug Peterson. And come on now, come on. If if if, if and, I, and I, I was talking to a gentleman, Dallas fan, uh, YouTube content creator. I was talking to him the other day um, and I told him, I said, look, man, if Mike McCarthy was that good, why was he sitting on his couch last season? He got passed over for Adam Gase (laughs) and Freddie Kitchens. Mm. Okay? So, come on now. Stop with this Mike McCarthy. The the thing I say about Mike McCarthy is this. He's going to be the new scapegoat come the end of the season. Oh, man, Mike McCarthy, he didn't have his players ready. And No, 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 I take that back. I was wrong. They're going to blame COVID after the Cowboys fail to make the, the playoffs. They're going to blame that. No, they might make You're it right. this year with, the, with that expansion. Mm, hey, I, hey, look here, man. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that. My thing, too, with McCarthy, to, to go off what you're saying, he was the Packers head coach from 06 to 18. And he has how many Super Bowls with with Aaron Rodgers? He has one. That that's okay. That proves your point. What you were just saying. Go continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and mind you, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Exactly. My point. Exactly. So I mean, and, and if you look at the last what two or three seasons with the Packer uh, with the Packers, um, he made the NFC Championship game in 2016, where they got punished by Atlanta. But 17 and 18, he did not make the playoffs, man. The Green Bay Packers did not make the playoffs. Then they brought in the new coach, and he went 13 and 3 with him. So mm. I don't get, oh, listen, Mike McCarthy ain't no slouch, but come on, man. Come on, man. Let's, let's pump the brakes, man, and try to be a little realistic here. Um, I'm going to leave it alone. Like I said, I think the Eagles should be higher, but hey, could be bias, but whatever. Um, speaking of bias, <laughs> we're gonna, we, y'all know who my guy is out of all the draft picks. We're going to jump into topic number five, okay? Um, a, a lot of times, fans will take for granted that, okay, if you, if you draft a player, of course they're going to sign. And we, we got to be careful with that because there sometimes there are holdouts uh, in the NFL from the, from the draft process. Um, Jamarcus Russell held out. Um, there's some other ones, key ones that I'm missing, man. Uh, Bosa, um, not Bosa. Who? Uh, was it Joey Bosa? One of the Bosa brothers, I think. Yeah, I think it was Joey. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, man. Like they just be holding out, man. Like. Bro, um, back in the day, I think um, Tony Mandarich, I don't know if you guys remember him. Um, he I remember him. The big left tackle um, out of Michigan State that got drafted by Green Bay second overall. Um, 
he held out. You know what I mean? So, like, we got to stop taking that for granted. But uh, being as it may, every how we got it, got it done, all our draft picks are signed. Um, so we're going to talk about which of all of the draft picks are we excited uh, and looking forward to seeing play. Uh, we're going to let Alex jump do- jump off this topic. Alex, go for it. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep it real simple. I, I want to see the receivers mm-hmm. because we know 20 20- – 19 was a year of the slow receiver. It is it's really the best way to put 2019. <laughs> so I want to see every single receiver that they signed play. I don't care if he plays in more blowing the team out. I don't care if he's playing in, in um, limited snaps. I just want to see them play because I want to see what we have because we don't get that in preseason. So I want to see those receivers on the field. I want to see the production. Okay, obviously Rager, you know, that's my boy. I, I, I'm going off what Steve said, or excuse me, what Les said. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on to his faith about it because he he broke it down, and I believe that what he was saying was true. I think he's going to fit his team really well, so I'm ready. I'm really ready to see him. But my 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 caveat, my my little ace in the hole, is going to be your man hurts. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be Jalen, man. I think I just got this feeling, man. The, you know, as an Eagles fan. Sometimes I see players, I get a feeling like, yo, that man's going to be good. I said that about Jordan Hicks. I remember I said that. I said it about Carson Wentz. I said it about another player, but I can't remember who, that we drafted. And I was like, yo, he's going to be good. It might have been Maddox or, or, or somebody. I just was like, he's going to be good when he plays. So I had this feeling about Hurts is that he's going to play somehow. I, don't, I, just don't, I hope it's not an injury because obviously we don't want that to happen. Knock on wood real quick. But I want to see him play because – I want to see how good this QB factory is that Harry Roseman says they run. So I want to see that, that if he makes a few progressions in his time with Philadelphia, even the limited time we see him in some throwaway games, I want to see him. And if he looks really good, I'm seeing money bag signs in my eyes. I don't know about y'all. I'm seeing first-round pick, first-round pick. <laughs> so he's definitely who I want to see too. Um, so I'm going to go with the, all the receivers and Jay Myers. Nice, nice, Stephen. Yeah, I'm looking at receiver as well. And if you ask any one draft pick, I'm going with Jalen Rieger. And for all the reasons you said, that's about wanting to see him in the preseason. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing him in the regular season, seeing that how that speed can affect our offense, how it can stretch the field, open things up. But Zach and for Dallas over the middle, and also the running game. You got that speed outside, it can it can do some things in the running game too. You can see him running reverses or in something like that. He he can really be a big part of our offense and I'm really ready to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I you, you guys know, um so for our listeners out there, uh Steven, Alex and myself, man, we you know, months ahead of time, we do draft breakdowns. And what we were usually doing was every day in our chat group, we would bring up a player or we would just talk about it. We did this every day for like three months, three or four months leading up to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we were we were doing that during the season, 2019 season. We were still talking about the draft, um, the 2020 draft. So they'll tell you for months Jalen Rieger has been my guy, man. Mm-hmm. True fact. They, they will tell you they can pull receipts, as you young bucks say. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, so, of course, for me, Jalen Rieger is the easy pick, man, um, for the obvious reasons. Um, not only what he brings to this offense uh, because of his speed, um, but his playmaking ability from anywhere on the field, man. It really changes the the, the dynamics of this offense. And then you pair him with Deshaun Jackson, man. Safeties, man, listen. (laughs) Y'all better be – boy, y'all better have two Ed Reeds back there. I'm going to tell you that right now, buddy. Mm, mm. I'm going to tell you that right now. But So he's the obvious answer. But I'm going to take a a, a different approach today uh, for this particular topic, man. I, I, I got to go with Kayvon Wallace, man. Ah, Les? Mm. I, I, I just – Yeah, I just got to – that 
he just yeah man because his 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 skill set is so similar to what Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins does so when when we had Jink he played in the box but he covered the flats um covered tight ends running backs and stuff like that cave on and, and in the slot he can also cover in the slot Kayvon Wallace was used the exact same way at Clemson University. Mm-hmm. Sure he he's younger and he's faster. Um, he plays more physical because he's younger. Um, the mental part, he, of course, he's not on Malcolm's level. You know what I mean? Um, that's going to come with time because Malcolm could just he just made plays at the right time. Like I go back to Week 16 against Alex. And that forced fumble, actually not the forced fumble, the fumble recovery that he had on uh, Tony Pollard, man. If you watch that play in slow motion when he recovered it, that's a veteran move, man. Just to to see that, like you, oh man, ah, woo. Mm. that was that was beautiful, man. If you guys get a chance, just go back and check that play in slow motion when he recovered that ball. He was just he was at the bottom of a pile and he knew to look up in his corner. He just knew to look up at the corner of his eye. He saw the ball sitting right there and just quickly, subtly took his left arm and just tucked it in like a little baby. But put it to sleep, boy. So that comes with, you know, experience and it's it's gonna be years before Kevon Wallace can actually gain that experience. So he's my guy. I also like Davion Taylor as well. Um, so I, I can't wait to see, man. Um, I'm just excited for everybody. Yeah, it'd be nice um, if the Eagles can land on one of them linebackers, man. I, it would be refreshing oh, yes. to say that. Man, man, man. Hicks? Hicks was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, Hicks was the last one that we drafted that was that That's ball. What I mean, that we landed on it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So we'll see how that goes, man. All right, so we'll bring it back. I don't know if you guys remember, man, but in episode four, we brought out Turner's top take. We let Alex give his thoughts on anything around the league, and it just, he just going to speak his mind on it, man. Alex, let's get to it. Turner's top take. This week, I got something special for you guys because you know me. And you know Les is this way too. Steve is this way too. We are all kind of like this. We love we, we, we bleed green, as we say, okay? We love the colors. We love the team. We love the city. Now, uh, for this week on my mind is the state of the Eagles colors, uniforms, designs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Now, I really have your take. I have a few questions I want both of y'all to answer. All right, so pretty simply, I'm going to go through a list of, like, the top Eagles jerseys they've worn all throughout the time they were uh, Eagles, and I want to know which one do you want them to bring back? Which one should they have never even worn in the first place, your least favorite probably? And then which one do you feel like um, is, like, that they use that is probably your favorite? So you got you got your favorite, least favorite, and then one that they should probably bring back into rotation. Okay? So, without further ado, I'm going to get started in the list. Number 10, we got the white jerseys with the gray pants. This is the Dick Reveal days, 75 to 84. Um, those are the uh, Mitchell and Ness. Uh, then we have the black and black, the all blacked out um, that they still wear now. Okay? I think they started wearing those in 2014. Um, it started as the color rush even though it mm-hmm. is not even really a color rush. But um, we got the white and green pants, which is something they still wear now. Uh, Nick Foles made that famous. Okay, we got the white uniforms and gray pants. You know who wore that running all up and down the field. <laughs> um, back in the uh, 85 to 95. We got the black uniforms and green pants. Weapon X made those popular. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got the white helmets, which I don't really recall those two too much, but those are in like the 70 to 74, they were a short period of time. Um, you got the Kelly Greens, 
that a lot of fans want back. Yes, sir. The midnight green uniforms um, with the white pants. Um, they still wear those. Uh, the Kelly green uh, bicentennial uniforms they only wore in 76. Those are, those are funky. Uh, and then you have the, the Kelly green again. It's just the home version. So with the gray pants. So I want to know what you guys think is, is, is as I said, the best, your, the, the best of it, your favorite, least favorite, and then one they should bring back into rotation. We'll kick it off with you, uh, Les. Man, I'm going to tell you like this, man. <clears throat> I love those Kelly Greens, man. I ain't going to lie to you, dog. Oh, Kelly Greens is fire, son. <laughs> don't, don't, don't Kelly Greens is fire, son. I, 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 I want to see those at least – I mean, I, I just want to see at least once or twice a season. I need to see them joints, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so, like, so those are your favorite? That That's my favorite. Um, I, I love those Kelly Greens, man. Like, if we ever make it to an NFC Championship game again, man, which we will, I'm more than confident we will, man, we got to break them things out, man. We got to. The whole helmet rule was really messing it up. They... Yeah, that, yeah, that really absolutely. Me. That's another part of this segment. NFL, if anybody in the NFL hears this and knows somebody in the NFL, tell them to get rid of that damn rule, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Stop, stop doing that because a lot of teams are limited. They can't wear certain jerseys because y'all won't let us change the, the base color now. But anyway, yeah. continue. Continue. Yeah, yeah, you good. You good. My least favorite, man. <laughs> I'm going to – hey, I'm going to – Jeffrey Lurie, if you listen to this, okay? Jeffrey Lurie, listen, I love you, man. Okay? You're the best owner. I, I man, I would love to work for you, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I wouldn't even charge you that much, bro, because I love the Eagles that much, bro. <laughs> Just make sure I can get something to eat, you know, a cheesesteak or something. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you something. If you ever in your life again break out those Frankfurt Yellow Jacket jerseys. That's what even on the list. That's how bad they are. The 2007 Detroit Lion Kevin Curtis game. If you mm-hmm. ever your life break those out again okay McNabb like a school bus son. He yeah. now, now, now i will say we we kicked detroit's ass in the jersey so <laughs> let, let me let, let me let me chill on that you know what i'm saying but but i don't want to see him again son i don't i do i didn't even know what the heck i was looking at son i was like which team yo, is the yo, Eagles? they might be tied for the the, the steelers bumblebee they are bad no, nah, no. Nah. The Bumblebee joints is all right. Like you, they they look like the jail joints. Th- them joints is all right. But the y- our joints, son, I ha- son, they were so bad. They were terrible. They didn't have nothing to do with the colors of the heat, nothing. They just the, dog, absolutely nothing. They were so bad, son. I don't I don't even know the origin of them, son. I just try mm-hmm. to that. I and I myself. I pride myself in being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, fanatic, knowing everything about them. I don't th- them jerseys were so horrific. I don't even know the origin of them and I don't want to know. I'm not I'm still not going to research it. If you ask me again next week, I'm still not going to have the answer. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing, man. Um favorite ones, you know, I think the the third one was uh jerseys to bring back, man. Just them Kelly Greens, man. Bring bring that back, man. So that's why I, mean. I, w- I wouldn't mind um, the white jersey with the gray pants, though a little a little throwback joint. I, I wouldn't mind that. I like the gray uh, gray pants, uh, white jersey joint. So I'm I'm definitely cool with that too. What about you, Steve? All right, all right. Frankfurt jerseys aside, <laughs> I'm, gonna start, I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with the worst, and then. And then go to um, go to the the best and favorite. All right, cool. So cool. the worst, like with the, with those aside, I'm gonna go with from the 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 Jaws and Harold Carmichael, Wilbur Montgomery, that ever those jerseys. Mm-hmm. Nah, not really feeling. Got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Not really. Those ones it. where they had like the gray on the side and like the gray yeah, stripe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those can go. Now, as far as um for the throwback that I would like to see. I'm 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 totally with y'all with the Kelly Green. Boy, fire! I love them. Fire! I love them. But I but I can't I cannot I can't put them up as my favorite. Uh oh, my favorite. Okay, what you got? I'm what had to go got? with the black. Eyes. Yeah, the hey, go with the black. Boy, eyes. hey. Black <laughs> yeah, the Eagles look mean. They look mean with those. Bro. 
Hey, that blackout, though. That blackout is nasty. But you, you know what's crazy about that? I think Chip Kelly started that, didn't he? The black? No, it started in 2014. Was he that? Was he yeah, it was a color rush. It was supposed to be a color rush. Yeah, it was a color rush. Yeah, that was in the 14 season, and Chip Kelly, I think he, he brought him out against uh, New York Giants um, on a Thursday night game, Nick Foles. All black drunk. Prior to that, I ain't never. I don't remember seeing them. Yeah, yeah. It was twenty fourteen. They debuted in twenty. They didn't have right. Steve's right. They didn't have black pants. So really, the color rush for us was just adding white pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like they Bing could have did that. So I just don't know. No, no. But but let me let me throw mine together real quick. My favorite, my all time favorite, is the. the all blacks, like, like I'm just like Steve. My thing though that would really set this, and again, it goes down to the damn helmets. If they could make the helmets all black, Woo. Hey. good God, it'd be a wrap. Good Bro, God, go home. Be a... don't come in the lake with the all black. Just go home, get back on the bus, go back home. Yay, beat that's if we can get black helmets, black all black with a little splash of green on the. You know, in the college and stuff of that, bro, we went, we went, we went about fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's my favorite. My least favorite is um, where they wear the white jerseys. I mean, I know they wore did the all white that one time, and things are mm-hmm. okay, but I'm never a fan of all white jerseys just because of the stains and stuff. Where they get on their jerseys, you kind of, you know, you don't look as crispy. You want to, you come out looking crispy, but you leave looking kind of, kind of raggedy. So. But um, the all whites are my probably like my least favorite, and I'm with you on the rotation of the, the Kelly greens. But I would also add, if y'all remember one one time back when the vet was open, I think Deuce Staley was on the team back then. Um, they wore green on green. I don't know if y'all ever seen pictures of when they wore those. It was the green color at the bottom and the green jerseys, mm-hmm. and they weren't bad. They weren't bad as far as a change. Oh yes. Yeah, they were like yeah, I, know. Green, I remember that. I remember. And, and it kind of it, it kind of is a little overwhelming at first, but it, it it would be nice to just do it as like again, like let's say a throwback one night, yeah. the, one game of the year they do the all green. Like, I like I like them joints. I yeah, like those yeah, too. Yeah, they do the Kelly green one, and then they pick one other one. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. just pay homage because they have it. They have green jerseys. They have green pants. So why can't they just do it? That's why I you know. But um, that's probably going to be one of my rotation ones. Um, but, but, yeah, that's, that's Turner's top take for the week. And um, I appreciate you fellas listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and like Alex said, man, you know, it's about you guys, the subscribers, um, the listeners. We thank you guys, man. We enjoy doing this. Um we, 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 we are very passionate about our Philadelphia Eagles, man. Um, and then when you have three guys like us that are passionate and then we're friends and it's just, it, it takes it to a whole nother level, man. So we, we appreciate you guys, man. Um, Alex is going to let you guys know um, where we can be heard. Yeah, let's look. Okay. You got your smartphone. You're probably sitting just right there. You're waiting on it. Yeah, your girl, your, your man's to hit you up. Take a second, go to uh, app. You have an Apple phone. Go ahead and open that up. Go to Apple Podcast. Hit the uh, search bar. Search in Bird Game, and I want to see that like, that subscribe. I want that five star rating. If you feel like anything we talked about on this show, hit home. Okay, or even if you you laughed at something Les said, or or you felt the wisdom of Steve, or you felt that. I said something that just was like, all right, Alex, I feel you. Go ahead and hit us. It could be a four-star, five-star, no matter. Like, comment. We appreciate the love. Also, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're also on Spotify. Same thing. Search for it. Bird Gang. You know where to find us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Steven, any last-minute words? Man, all I've got to say is that Eagles are going to make some noise this year. I know it sounds cliche, but we're going to do it. We're going to be healthy this year. We're going to make some noise. I, I, as long as we have football, we're going we're gonna to be in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the pre, no preseason might help with the injury. You know, we've had bad injury luck. So That's a good point. It, That's it, a good it point. might really, it might be a blessing, as they say, blessing in disguise. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, man. I, I gotta I think the Eagles are gonna be fine. What, right? I think right around week three, week four, we're gonna hit our stride, man. Um, you know, thing because really that that's really what your preseason is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I'm excited, man. I think I think I, I'm with Steven. I, I think I think we're gonna we we going we going you gonna have to deal with us, man. All the teams out here, I don't care who you are, you got to deal with us. And as you, you just be prepared is all I got to say. Um, but till then, um, thank you guys again. We can't thank you enough for listening and supporting uh, Bird Gang Podcast. We appreciate it. You guys all have a great week, and we'll catch up with you next time. Until then, Bird Gang, we out. Go Birds.